first rule in grip sport is you tell everyone about grip sport. You know, crushing, pinch grip, thick bar, wrists. If the best guy in the world can't lift 100 pounds on it, I, I don't give a shit about it. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of The Grip Show. This time, I got something a little bit different for you guys. As promised, we're not just doing interviews. Um, we have our first recap. And just to start things off, um, I'm going to be covering uh, EOGC, which is the East Ohio um, Grip Championship. Is that right, Mike? Yes, okay, sir. making sure I'm getting the, the lingo right. So East Ohio Grip Championship. And is this the sixth installment or is this the sixth year? Both the same thing. <laughs> okay. So, so, so yeah. it's, it's been a, it's been a yearly iteration competition. of it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay. So now Jason, have you been involved in all of these from the beginning or did you join on later? No, I was in the first one. That was when we, that's uh, we just started training for grip because of he decided to have a contest. Okay. Yeah. 2018 now has it always been um because uh, just for people that are out there listening now or watching this video or something um you've for, for this competition it was dual sanctioned so you had the second stage for the arm lifting usa super series but then you also hosted a few extra gsi events that was configured into the overall scoring for this competition um did the competition start out dual sanctioned um did it start out one way or the other how's that kind of evolved over the years uh, the first competition I did, it was uh, just strictly arm lifting. It was every arm lifting event that was on the leaderboards. Um, I think that was six events, maybe. So took a while. Um, I really knew nothing about grip sport before that. Then uh, kind of took off. We were kind of getting into this stuff. And then we got on the grip board. I think Jason got on the grip board and saw something about uh, Chris Rice having the last grip miss in Zanesville. No, Jason Gonzalez told us about it. That's what it was. Jason Gonzalez came to the, he came came to the, the first show. for the contest and he said, hey guys, uh, should go out to Zanesville here in a, was it, two or three weeks later, he said, Chris is having a, yeah. the last grip miss. Yeah. So Zanesville. We never knew anything about it. Zanesville is about 45 time. minutes from where I live and never knew anything about it whatsoever so i uh got a hold of chris on the phone and kind of convinced him to because he's a he's a gsi guy kind of convinced him to let me have a uh let me do an arm lifting contest with it because we were trying to trying to qualify for russia for the okay. uh worlds so we ended up having that and kind of run dual thing there and and then ever since then, um, I've done all dual sanctioned. Okay. And do you think that'll kind of be the plan moving forward? That's that's the way I like to do it. Um, I just want to lift. I want to get numbers out there everywhere. I want to make it accessible to everybody because some people don't like grip sports. Some people don't like arm lifting. I don't care. I just want to lift weights yeah. and see where it falls. So I'm all about bringing the sport together as much as I can. And I'm pretty sure that was my idea for the dual sanction the first time. Oh, he thinks so. <laughs> it was. Jason, he's like those gorilla rings. He, he, yeah, he's trying to take credit for something else. A year ago. What do you think I just did? That was the first time I did them? You didn't see last summer when I did them? No, I mean, I was yeah. doing 
Uh, yeah, we got a debate over who invented Grella Rose or who saw what first, and then well, that I never ties into I don't invent them. <laughs> I can just do them. So, um, for this year's turnout, because um, this is my first time competing at EOGC, um, and uh, it, overall, man, I think it was a really good comp. Um, I think we had. Let me see. We have eleven total. 11 total competitors, I believe. Yeah. And uh, how how did that kind of uh, stack up to past years? Uh, the very first one I did, I had probably similar numbers, maybe a couple more. Um, I knew some people from Morgantown, and they came over. Okay. The, the first one was actually a really good show, if I do say so myself. Um, I didn't lift in it. I just just did the ref in and tried to figure out everything. But usually we're rolling about six, seven people. Um, okay. Obviously like to get more females involved in it. Yeah. And uh, I was going to mention that, that portion at some point. Um, so I, I think I spoke to you off camera. I was saying, you know, for heavy hands that I'm running uh, me and Ben, and have like 20 plus signups but we literally have not a single female signing up so like the competition has female weight uh you know weight classes and everything else so if there's any female lifters that want to do heavy hands like just because it's all guys it doesn't mean that like it's an all-male event or something so i think the fact that uh for being a somewhat you know kind of like average size comp for like a local competition um, the fact that you were able to get three female competitors out and at least fill a podium for like the overall for female athletes was pretty cool. Because like I said, we're looking at an upcoming competition that I'm doing where there's not a single female sign up. So um, maybe something to work on and something to push, but it seems like you already have, uh, you know what I mean? You already have some more female participation or maybe some potential people. Um, Cause you said one of the, well, Two of the female lifters are your guys' spouses, correct? So that would that would account for two. But um, the newer female lifter, this was her uh, first competition. Yeah, uh, Chrissy, she – I had a late cancellation as in about 7.37 that morning, and uh, I just got a hold of pretty much about every female that I know that actually kind of lifts and works out. And uh, I think she was like third one on my list and she lives in town and just kind of convinced her to, Hey, try something new. Now, with that being said, after um, like after the competition, do you think that that's maybe somebody that'll be like staying in the fold? Or is she going to continue to do it? Do you think she'll probably stick with it? Like what was, I don't know if you spoke with her or not, but what was her kind of take of having that first competition experience? Um. She said she's all about it. She'd like to do another one. Um, I don't think she's quite ready to sign up for Arm Lifting USA just yet for a membership, but um, I think she might be doing King Kong. I know Jason's wife talked to her uh, afterward, like the next day or so. Okay. But as far as I know, she, she's yeah, all about it. She said it. she wants to do at least do another one. Okay. So like I said, I mean, you're getting at least – that, that's something that's been talked about on like the arm lifting USA shows. I mean, that's something that's been brought up in on the GSI side as well as just trying to get female involvement, but it's, it's good that that's something that you guys are kind of working on or putting it, you know, taking into account when you're, 
setting up these events is actually just extending the hand out. If, if people don't show and they don't want to lift, then that's fine. But the fact that you're at least making an effort um, to kind of bring more female competitors into the sport, because I think that, uh, I don't know, maybe certain, depending on their training background, but certain sports like maybe strong woman or uh, like powerlifting, it might be a little bit, they might be a little more freaked out to go do something like that. You know, certain people, whereas like a lot of times these grip competitions are a little more welcoming and laid back. And it's like, Hey, you know, if you like, I don't know, you're not going to have to squat 400 pounds today or get crushed. If you miss the lift, it's like the worst thing that happens is it falls out of your hand and you just go on to the next thing, you know? So it's a pretty easy entry strength sport um, for male and female competitors, but we seem to be kind of in a male dominant sport for the most part. And it's cool to see some of the newer uh, women getting involved and newer prospects coming up. Um, so uh, as far as location, it was at Saffle performance and Mike, that's your gym, correct? Yes. And I'm just going off of what I've seen or maybe what we've briefly talked about, but um you're working with all types of different athletes. I mean, it's not like you're a powerlifting gym or you're a grip only gym. You have a variety of kind of clients that you're working with. Could you just kind of give me a quick rundown of maybe some of the variety of athletes you work with and kind of what goes on there? Uh, the majority of my athletes are runners, be it cross country track, um, be like long distance runners, um, sprinters, jumpers, that sort of thing have some basketball players, baseball players. Um, I go anywhere from fifth, sixth grade up to, I have, I now have a few guys and girls in college and they'll come back over the summer. And uh, yeah, sports performance type thing. A lot of running, sprinting, jumping, um, lifting. Lifting gets stronger, but strength is not the main. The main goal is getting making you a better athlete. Yeah, because a lot of times when you're, I mean, when you're training someone in that capacity, it's like the the strength is just a tiny percentage of your sport, and sport is kind of like the king. You know what I mean? You have to kind of train what you're what you're going to be doing, and it doesn't matter how much you max deadlift or whatever else. Like, how does that help? How does that translate to the field, the court, or the track, or whatever you're doing? So, um, I totally get that portion of it. I just wanted to make that. Just wanted to bring that up that you know you you have a gym you're constantly training people so um have any of the people that maybe you've trained have they showed an interesting grip maybe people that are doing other sports has there ever been like uh some of the athletes you work with say hey you know have you ever got people into your competitions based on the fact that they're training for other sports um i do have a baseball player he's at um he's a pitcher he's an upstate um down in South Carolina, and hopefully with any luck, he'll get drafted by the end of this year. But he did. I think it was my. It was either my second or third grip contest. And so he's a Joker Bug is a he's a big fan of his. So oh, he okay. does <laughs> and, but, Gotcha. Now, um, other um, than that, it's mostly yeah. the younger guys, like the junior high. They want to do the grip stuff more than guess more of the high school but we're a little bit more i want to say we're a little bit more focused on what they're trying to do right now for high school so 
Yeah, I mean, you only have so much time to kind of mess around. Like, you're not – if you're jumping and you're moving around and doing all these different things, you don't have time to, like, well, hey, let's go mess with this rolling handle. It's like you're there for a purpose in your training. So, I mean, it's – Occasionally it's we'll get something like that in, but it's, it's pretty yeah. rare. I just didn't know if they'd see some of the stuff around, like, hey, that, that axle's over there. I wonder if I could pick it up. And it just, like, piques their interest a little bit, and maybe it kind of lures them in. <laughs> the uh, tire axle that Jason brought over, they do like to uh, try and lift that a lot. Yeah. It doesn't really happen very often. So if uh, if you guys are if you guys are cool with it, um, like I said, I'm not going to go through and name every single lift, but uh, kind of just give a, a generic uh, breakdown and uh we have everybody's stats or whatever but kind of go lift by lift and because we only have three females um if you guys would like we could just start with the female division and kind of cut across on the female division and kind of knock those three competitors out there and then we can kind of dive into the male divisions a little bit um so obviously um jason your wife melissa and then mike your wife sarah i mean they've they've competed before. So this is not like their first rodeo when it comes to grip stuff. Um, whereas uh, you said, Chrissy, she's, I mean, it's her first time ever doing this stuff. So generally speaking, you would expect her to be in third place out of three. And, you know, I mean, it's your first time and you're going against people that have, you know, kind of have a leg up on you. Um, but uh, she's a pretty good sport about it. She just wanted to get in, give it a try. Yeah. Well, and and you're only going to improve after that initial competition. It's like, that's not like where your ceiling is. You know, they're like, oh, my first competition. Well, that's my ceiling. It's like, no, that's just the beginning. Like, we'll get you stronger. You can improve. So uh, definitely probably has some potential uh, moving forward if uh, if she sticks with it. Um, so I'm trying just to break down everything here. And I don't want to be wrong on this, but did Melissa take every event? on this it looks like it yeah, so, yeah. melissa took uh first yeah. one sarah took second and proceeded okay so that was pretty much across the board um so so if we were to break down like i said if, if there were some different mix-ups we could maybe kind of highlight some different things but going across the event list there was the two inch raptor the three by four saxon bar by arm assassin and then there was the freestyle hub lift and that was pretty much your, you know, starting off with the stage two events for the super series. Yes. Um, and then for the GSI lifts that were added onto it for the dual sanction was a two and three eights napalm nightmare and, and one hand to bloom. And I guess I count those as GSI lifts, but the three by four Saxon bar is contested on both sides. So that's kind of a neutral event in that aspect. Um, so I'm, not, I'm also not sure. Um, what Eric's going to add to the grip board. I'm not sure if he's going to add the two inch Raptor. Um, he may for the GSI. I mean, they already have a two and a half and three in there. Yeah. Okay. There's yeah, yeah, the, uh, I mean, the two hand to blue is also on there. Okay. So yeah, so those oh. may be potentially get added in. I know sometimes um, depending on how often something's contested, it's kind of like either left off the list. If it's not like a common item or sometimes it's like, well, Hey, we already have this. So, why would we not add the next di diameter or something? Um, so, yeah. So pretty much if we were to break down the female division, first place would have been Melissa Dingy. And that's pretty much a clean sweep across all those events. And then that's Sarah Saffel coming in second place. 
and that's basically taken second across the board on all of those events. And then I hope I get the last name correct. Chrissy Foraker. If I pronounced that wrong. Foraker. Yeah. So, um, and then her basically, you know, coming in that third place spot there um, to fill up the podium. So that would be how the female stuff kind of panned out. Um, But based on past competitions and like I said, having a new lifter, there's probably not anything uh, super surprising in that result. If that makes sense, that they you know kind of uh, probably pretty standard. Now with the men, it starts to get a little more in depth because, like I said, you got seven or eight guys and everybody varies in body weight. Um, we had the youngest lifter being twenty six years old. Yes, and then Jason being the oldest lifter, the uh, <laughs> the OG. Um, so. Uh, yeah, we had lifters ranging from 26 to 50 years old for um, age group for the males. And then didn't really have any lightweight guys. Um, everybody was pretty much, we had one lifter under 200 pounds and just under 200 pounds. And then everybody else was 200 plus. So you're pretty much looking at that uh, 93, if we're talking GSI, 93, 105 and up. Or if we're talking arm lifting, you're talking 90, 100 kg and and on up. So all the guys were roughly... Um, bigger body weights and uh pretty pretty strong mix but it was kind of a like i said there's guys like you that have been doing this longer than me i've been competing for a couple years kind of in the middle and then there's some guys that like this is their second competition or maybe even their first so uh we'll just start with the raptor was there anything that surprised you guys about the raptor or do you guys have any opinions about like your performance or maybe some of the other lifters performances on the Raptor? Uh, speaking for myself, I hit a small PR on the Raptor. So, but I'll take a, I'll take a small PR any day of the week. Yeah. Especially in a competition. I mean, yeah. Jason, what about you? Any thoughts on uh, the Raptor? You won that event. So any thoughts about that? You, you won the event, but I think you still weren't very happy with that pull. Uh, I mean, I hope, yeah, I, I did 220 and I, that was, I guess my goal, uh, because I got, I got sick a couple weeks prior in Finland and I uh, knocked everything down. Uh, gotcha. before I went over there, I, I tested uh, that Raptor once and I did 230 on it. So I had high hopes I could get, you know, at least that and, but, uh. How'd you, then- uh. How'd you like your performance on that, Zach? Man, um, see, coming into this whole thing, all right, I thought, like, Jason's out of reach for me. I've lifted with Jason before, so I said, Jason's out of reach. And I said, man, um, I, I've seen I've seen you lift at the Arnold and stuff, Mike, so I, uh, I, I've seen you lift. We've never Hard spoke press, a ton. Exactly. Yeah, 100%. Um, that's, that's why I made the trip. Um, but uh, – <laughs> But yeah, man, I, uh, I kind of was looking at the event lineup for me and you, and I really thought like, man, um, I know Mike is bigger and stronger than me. And I know like the napalm nightmare, I instantly would have given to you. Cause I'm like, man, Mike's going to kill me on napalm nightmare. So that's one I'm going to give up. I was like Saxon seeing some of your Saxon numbers. I'm like, ah, if I have a good day, we'll both probably be close on that. And then I'm like, my rolling handle's pretty strong. Um, so for my Raptor performance, I pulled 197. And when I made the jump to 202, which you hit, 
I think I broke it off the ground a couple inches, but it wasn't close to lockout at all. So you, you, you took that event from me. So losing that event, knowing that I already had another event that I was going to be giving up on the napalm nightmare. Um, my goal was to try to keep as close to you as I could, or possibly squeak out second place. Um, that was just my goal going into this. And, uh, after the Raptor, we were separated by five pounds. So I was like, okay, we're still good. Like maybe I got a big Saxon coming up. And then as we got into Saxon, I just bombed on Saxon. In my opinion, I bombed on Saxon. I missed a lift that probably should have been easy. And then you pulled off a couple of really nice lifts that kind of catapulted you up about, you know, 20 pounds above me. And I was like, well, all right, now we're over two and I have a napalm event, you know, getting ready to come up that I'm going to lose. I'm, I'm basically losing three out of five. So once I kind of screwed up on the Saxon and uh, you pulled really well on that, I pretty much kind of knew how the, uh, how the event was going to shake out at that point. Now, had I beat you on the rolling handle or something or tied you on Saxon, maybe we could, you know, maybe the other events could have been entertaining, but I just underperformed a little bit for my liking. And, uh, but yeah, there's no excuse. I mean, I, I pulled good on the Raptor. I was just, you know, just five pounds off of you there. Um, but the Saxon was disappointing to me. Um, how did you feel about your Saxon, Mike? Um, I was very happy with it. Um, hey, you pulled 230, which is, yeah, I mean, like I said, on that's any... the highest, well, that's the highest I've pulled for arm lifting. I've done, I guess, 234 is on what I, what I'm on at uh, GSI. Yeah. And, and that's a, that's, that can be a hit or miss lift, especially with so many different hands on the bar and the bar kind of changing throughout the lifts. And uh, you know, there's, there's just a lot of variables there. So anytime that you can take 40, I, was, I, was, I had 240 in training the week before. Okay. So yeah, any, any, and anytime you can get kind of within that, I guess, 90, 95% range of what you've been doing in training and kind of, I don't know, hit that mark in competition. I feel like that's pretty solid. Now, if I start falling below like 90% of what I hit in training, then I'm like, okay, I got to, something's off or I got to change something in my training. Um, and then once again, I think that's probably going to be a similar theme, kind of how Melissa ran the bracket on the female side. Um, well, not completely. He didn't win every event because we did have a tie, but um, we'll get to that. So for Saxon, it pretty much panned out with, um, most of the, I would say newer lifters, most of the newer lifters that were there um, kind of pulled between 145 pounds and up to 165 pounds. And then us three kind of closed out that with me landing a 210 and bombing a terrible 220 lift, which is terrible, but regardless, uh, Mike, you went on to hit 230. Jason, you pulled 250. Now, in training not too long ago, Jason, you were pulling 270, 280. Um, did you feel kind of the same thing that I just brought up? Like maybe the uh, maybe the Saxon bar changed texture during the event. Is there something that you felt contributed to that? Was it you being sick from the Finland trip? Like, yeah, I mean, I knew I wasn't be a hundred percent and get 280. Yeah, but you know, like Wednesday, I had I was desperate to try to get all the strength back I could. So I trained Wednesday, did like a full workout and did went up to 258 on the Saxon and it was pretty easy. So I thought I should be, you know, 260 or a little more in the competition, but yeah, 260 yeah. didn't happen. Yeah. No, and yeah, I mean, some of the chalk came off by the time 
Yeah. You know that I was on it and everything. So I didn't help. I don't know, but it just. Well, and uh, another thing I guess I'll bring up that maybe somebody doesn't think about, or I mean, I've, I've done a lot of different contest formats you guys have as well. So you kind of know how it can vary. I mean, sometimes you pull a lift and you're, I mean, you got to go disappear for 30 minutes because there's so many people doing their thing and you almost have to like cool down and kind of keep yourself warm. Whereas with this style of venue, we pretty much had the newer lifters before us. They would kind of pull and then get out of our way. And then it was like me and Mike just looking at each other, like, what do you want? What do you want? So we were just following ourselves really quickly. And then Jason, you basically, after we would bow out, you'd have to follow yourself pretty quickly. So I'm not saying that's the reason that maybe some of these lifts we pulled a little lower, but it no, is a little I, bit. Oh, I, I was prepared for that because that, that's okay. how it always goes. Okay. Uh, in this at our smaller comps, so uh, yeah, I guess I maybe know. that's something I that think, uh, I don't think that was a big factor because I try to train okay. like that with a couple minute break. Okay. I just wasn't sure like if that contributed. Cause like I said, you know, some people take longer breaks, especially when they do these max poles and training or something, and maybe they're not aware of right. keeping a shorter rest period that would match up the competition. And in this one, it's like, you know, I don't know. I'm not saying if I got like an extra two to three minutes, maybe I would have pulled better. Maybe, maybe not, but we were, we were at the end, like once the other uh, male competitors kind of dropped off, it was really us three, and then it was like me and Mike would go till I'd be out. And then Mike was pretty much kind of following himself. Then like you'd kind of come in and then we all kind of followed ourselves to an extent there on most of these uh, events at the end. So, so yeah, 250 um, being that top lift there for Saxon bar. And then we move into the freestyle hub, which I am not wild about this event. Um, I just feel like it's a, it's a weird event to me because it's taking a traditional hub lift and then it's kind of like mixing it into a V bar lift, but it's not, it's like, it's not a V bar lift and it's not a hub lift. It's kind of like this weird hybrid. And some people really like it because they can just like wrap their fingers around it. And it's like really strong. And other people are just like both versions of the hub suck for me. So um, yeah, there's mixed opinions on this one, but uh, definitely a kind of an interesting event. Now looking at this, um, one that I would like to bring up that stood out to me was uh, Rob from Vintage Weights PGH. Um, Rob pulled 75 pounds. So that's in a freestyle grip, but that's still a good lift. I mean, with e with either grip, I think that's a good uh, a good lift. And uh, yeah, he pulled that with, uh, I mean, being his second competition ever he pulled that. So, I mean, that was an event where like, it's his second competition, but he beat me in that event because like I said, I, I underperformed again. So I had a kind of had a rough go on the hub and uh, definitely didn't land uh, what I thought I would land. So I kind of ended up towards the bottom, um, bottom three or four on that one. And then I think you guys both pulled off pretty, uh, pretty solid performances. Mike, you ended up tying Rob at 75. I, and then, uh, I ended up hitting a two and a half pound PR on that one. Okay. Very happy with that one because I suck at pitching. <laughs> and uh, yeah, going from there. Um, and then like I said, Jason, and then you, you won that one at 95 pounds. Is that pretty comparable to what you had done in training or how did you feel about that? No, I hope to do at least a hundred. I mean, a hundred, 105 I've done. Okay. I hope to do a hundred also. Yeah, but we all knew that had no chance. Well, I've actually done it. 
Yeah. So. <laughs> so yeah, I was. Uh, yeah, my goal was to get a, a hundred minimum, but didn't happen. Of course, of course uh, still not bad. All right, now once we broke uh, into the uh, Napalm Nightmare, which was the two and three eighths Napalm Nightmare that uh, Nightmare that was contested. Um, I, I say newer guys. Um, the, the, like I said, I I don't know the extent of what they've done, Grit, but it's probably not as many competitions as the three of us have done so that's not like a disrespect thing of like all oh, the new guys it's like I, i'm just saying that you know to their credit you know this may be the first or second time they've touched this stuff they might not even own the implements and they're, they're just showing up and kind of competing and and stuff like that so most of the males kind of pulled um 230s to 270 range for that lift and then we all kind of died out in the 300s. Now, I wasn't too far off of a PR for this one. Um, I think the last lift I took that I missed would have been a PR by like a three pounds or something. Um, but this is the only event for this competition that Jason didn't win. Um, so, Jason, you tied Mike on this one. Yeah. <laughs> so... <Perfect. laughs> I'll ask Mike how he feels about that because I think I already know what Jason's going to say. But Mike, how, how did you feel about that? Um, feel about tying him? That feels great tying him. Um, <laughs> I both of our numbers were off on that. Um, okay. Yeah. I mean, it's usually not the fourth uh, fourth event contested in the contest, something that heavy. But kind of wanted to get in, took a little vote on it, and that's what people kind of decided. So. And since there, it was a little bit more for the Super Series, um, we couldn't really put that first, then kind of sacrifice yeah. in that. So that was about the best place to put it. Yeah, the uh, I think we're about four hours in at that point at the contest. So it takes a toll after a while. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we had, and we had pulled a little bit of thick bar with the Raptor. Um, you're, you know, you're kind of, you're kind of burning your, you're kind of burning your thumbs and wrists a little bit with the Saxon. So by the time you get to that fourth event and just the duration of time um, for anybody that's newer, I mean, you can definitely see kind of a fluctuation in 10 or 20 pounds, depending on like what event is put before the next one. You know what I mean? If, if we shuffle these events, we could, we could get totally different numbers. If the, like you said, if we put the napalm nightmare first, you guys might've lifted, you know, into the four hundreds or whatever, but with it being fourth well, and kind of everything, Okay. I just had nothing for yeah, I, th I think I'm yeah. three ninety six or ninety seven on GSI. Okay. And yeah, like I think my best pull's like right around three fifty. So I mean I I pulled like three forty three. Wasn't super happy about it. I think I jumped I did a ten pound jump and I think I missed three fifty three. But yeah, I, I could just feel that I was a little bit off on that. I didn't really feel great going into that event. Um but uh but I, it's just worth mentioning. That's the one event that you guys tied on. So, uh, yeah, for bragging rights or for whatever the case is, only that at least that at least prevented Jason from saying he had a clean sweep. So Jason was trying to act like, you know, he's going to get a clean sweep. We had to, we had to at least tie him in something, right? Yep. Well, I did hit the knock bar with three eighty eight. I will say, <laughs> using the secret method. You know, if you don't remember, I did hit the knock bar. <laughs> I know, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Well, I, 
Um, so then if we uh, go to finish up, it would be the uh, the one hand to bloom, which is basically a kind of a narrow key pinch device. Uh, most people are probably familiar with it, but if anybody's not, it's a little thin strip of metal and you're pretty much just using your index and your thumb. It's a key pinch. And uh, Jason, is this something that you hold the record on? For I, don't the know, one hand? I don't know if I still do or not. I know I did. I don't know if anybody. Okay. But this is a I'm lift that sure. you this is a lift that you have kind of excelled at in the past or you're you being pretty high up on the list. Um, yeah, but not a ton of people have done it or have true. Yeah, true. So it, it it's not like a little bighorn or a crusher where we've had it yeah. like numerous years and there's a big pool of people that we can kind of, you know, scale each other to. Um but this event, um like this one being weird, and this is one of those, like it's it's gonna be a little bit smaller because you know, people are pulling in the you know, 40s, 50s, and stuff like that. Um I topped out at 56 pounds, which looks like it was second place for that event. And then Jason, you were close to 70 pounds once you got up to like 70 or 71. But I think you ended up on the score sheet um, hitting uh, 68 and a half pounds. So is that yeah, pretty close to what tried, you pulled yeah, before? Yeah, then I tried 71. And... Yeah. And like I said, that's the last event of the competition and it's kind of a weird event in general. Um, I don't know. I'm not a big key pinch fan, but uh but yeah, so like I said, that, that just gives kind of a general rundown. And I I know with the females, there's only three. So it's kind of like, well, this is one, two, and three for them. And that's pretty straightforward. But that's just how the contest panned out. Um, for, for the male side of things, like I said, the three most experienced competitors pretty much hit one, two, and three. So that's kind of straightforward. So I, I'm not trying to... Uh, exclude people or you know leave them out of the mix um it's just kind of being newer and getting a feel for your first few competitions it would be a big ask for you know guys that maybe weigh closer to 200 pounds or mid twos to come in and you know maybe lift against guys that are weighing 260 or 300 plus that have been doing this for six or seven years eight years i don't know how, how long have you guys been training total for this specific uh, style sport oh almost Close to six now. Okay. Yeah, we so, started there at end of towards the end of 2018. Gotcha. Decided to have a contest. So yeah, I I just don't want to I, I didn't want to make it seem like I'm leaving those guys out because I'm just mentioning us three, but it's similar to the female bracket where it's kind of like the same one, two, three, pretty much every event down the line was kind of roughly the uh the way it goes. And that's how it can be with a kind of a, a smaller overall pool of people, but uh Overall, um, man, I I enjoyed what the contest. The the I don't. How how the rest of the men go? I don't know that I have them um, completely written Mike's, out in order. Mike's got it here. Okay, I got yeah. It. Okay, yeah, and I think I think I have it here too as well. So yeah, go, go ahead, Mike. You can break that down for us if you want to give a full rundown of uh, the overall placing for uh, female and male, and just run down that. Okay, so uh, I'll go with the males here right now. Um, okay. So Jason was first, I was second, you were third, um, fourth place was Rob, fifth was Nick Fritz, um, he comes out to my gym, he, that's probably about his I think, third competition, he does more of the powerlifting and strong. I was going to say, he, he looked like a, he looked like a big strong guy, so I mean, maybe, maybe he's not super familiar with grip, but I mean, you could see some muscle on him, he's 
he's a dense dude, so you you can tell he's a, he lives more ways than one. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, he just doesn't train for enough or to be. Uh, he could be, I think, make some good progress. Yeah, he's just more into the powerlifting strongman right now, but yeah. Uh... Trey Abbott, he came in sixth, and then uh, Mike Laura, I'm not quite sure how to pronounce his last name, uh, he came in seventh, but he had to uh, leave right after the arm lifting portion. He had other commitments. Yeah. Well, and I don't know if it's worth noting, I'd have to do like a deeper dive on some of these uh, numbers here, but he was also the lighter, the lightest competitor. So he was our only guy that weighed under 200 pounds as well. So not only did he miss uh, some events because of the, uh, you know, leaving after the super series portion, um, he's also the guy at the lightest body weight. And it's not always a linear comparison and grip body weight means stronger, but there still is a little something there when, you know, like I, I know I feel it when I start lifting against guys like Mike, that maybe you're 250, 260. It's like, we get into some of these events like a napalm nightmare. It it, it matters, um, and 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 I I can tell. You know, it's like if I if I were able to cut down to ninety three or eighty three, I'm going to place higher overall, and blah blah blah. So body weight figures into it a little bit, but like I said, yeah, probably him missing the those last couple events would have probably been more responsible for that placing um, than just the weight. The first, I'm sorry. I think after the first. Uh round of the super series i think he said he was in eighth place in his weight class and okay. that was the first one was his first competition so okay yeah not too bad there so it'll yeah and it'll be interesting because like i said i mean that gsi stuff that we did for the that counted for the eogc you know our overall competition there but that's not going towards the super series so in mike's case you know whatever he pulled on those first three events that's going to go towards his stage two so it'll be interesting to see how um how some of these um if we if we just exclude the gsi lifts for a minute and just focus on the first three events it'll be interesting to kind of see how everybody's stage two pans out because those results should be coming out pretty soon and uh that was going to be my next question we got some newer guys that it's their first time doing the super series it'll be interesting to see how the new guys at your venue you pan out when we get everybody else's venues for the super series in but uh how do both of you guys feel about, you know, where you, you feel like you might, any predictions of where you may end up in the super series for your guys' weight classes? I was, let's see, I was, after the first one, I was second in the, you know, super heavyweight class and first in the 50, over 50. Uh, so I don't know. I didn't think I did enough to uh, hold on to those spots. Okay. I mean, but I I don't know. I wasn't who was, uh, very confident. To, yeah. Who, that who was, was uh, that first place? Who was first over you in that? Uh, I I they AJ. I don't know him. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, out out, out uh, on the he, west coast. He lives with with yeah. Ode. Yeah. Ode he's there. he's out like out at the training hall area with some of the west yeah, coast young strong guys. young strong guy. I think he does strong yeah. man. Yeah, I don't know him, but. A uh, super strong thick bar. I know that. Yeah, I think like when he first like popped on the scene, he pulled like a 250 or like a damn near like a 260 crusher. And it's like because the, the lift was so high for King Kong, it was kind of like, hey, can you like send me a video of that lift? <laughs> you know, yeah. they like 
kind of wanted to double check it because it's not like every day somebody's pulling 250s on the crusher and it was like that's day one so that's probably a future threat for the uh for the heavyweight guys to look out for um he's because he's kind of burst on the scene here uh probably the last six to 12 months maybe you know and uh this is you know this first year for him but he he seems to be up there and the more he competes i think he'll be uh an interesting heavyweight competitor to have if he, if he stays around um and then mike what weight class are you in for super series uh the 125 okay so 125s um and were you fourth place after the stage one yeah uh fourth place by i think uh two and a half three points something like that okay so a small margin um now do you feel like having a pretty good saxon pull pr on the raptor pr on the hub do you think you strung enough together there um maybe jump a spot I should be able to jump a spot. I don't think I'm catching Ode, and I I don't remember who's in first place right now. But I think my my uncanny uncanny ability to kind of pull lifts out of my ass in competitions that kind of helps a little bit. Um, they kind of come out of nowhere sometimes. Yeah, I need I need some of those special powers, especially on a day when yeah, I'm bombing. Definitely the had the best uh, performance out of the three of us <laughs> at the competition. Yeah, because like I said, I mean you uh, you maybe kind of alluded to like okay for the gsi lift of the napalm nightmare it's fourth it's typically not contested fourth in a lineup that was maybe underwhelming for you but outside of that you really kind of had a even if they're slight prs you pretty much kind of had uh all all prs in two to three events for the super series yeah so i was thinking uh, i was thinking the hub was going to be like that's my make or break thing um just kind of like when we get in king kong the pinch stuff it drops me so much and i can't recover from <laughs> from being able to not do very much on that um, on pinch events and, and game calling. yeah now uh i got i don't know if we can see it but this is the eogc shirt so mike went ahead and uh just to add in like mike had shirts for you know competitors that signed up so like if you registered and everything so i thought that was cool i like the shirts we know jason liked that they were blue um yeah. That was the color of choice for Jason, but uh, but yeah. So um, I thought the shirts were cool. Um, Everybody wants a t-shirt. You get a yeah, exactly. So I, I like that you provided that. Um, you did a great job, Mike, of kind of uh, you know, keeping things concise, but also um, just breaking down the lifts because, like I said, we did have some newer lifters in the room. So you taking that time to kind of, I mean, it might have been really quick and direct, but. I think keeping it in that simple language made it easier for everybody in the room. Cause some people will almost try to like get up there and do like a 10 minute seminar on the rules. And it's like, it's a little overkill. It's like, Hey, we're already going to be here for like four or five hours. Like just here's how you pick it up. Do this, do that. Don't do, you know, it's like, if you have any other questions, we can address those after. So I, I thought you did a really good job of uh, ensuring that all the new lifters knew what the lift was, knew what was allowed, what wasn't allowed. And I thought you did a good job of breaking that down. And, um, like I said, I, not just saying this cause you're sitting here. Um, but, uh, one of the complaints for, uh, arm lifting USA that we hear from different sides and, you know, there, everybody has these political things and whatever. Um, and I'm not even getting into that portion of it, but it can be tricky with some of these grip lifts to judge lockout sometimes. So I will say from however many attempts we had and seeing everybody and, um, those all of uh, the arm lifting events being lockout called um 
there were some that were probably, you know, razor thin right there, you know, maybe need, you know, maybe need a little video review, but from a judging standpoint, I thought you did very well. Um, I don't think that you gave credit to anybody that didn't achieve a certain lift. And if, you know, if they achieved it, they got credit. And if the lift wasn't up to standard, I think that uh, you did a very good job judging for what it's worth. Um, so to get better at it. I think I missed the, might've missed a couple, but for the most part, I think, I think I did halfway decent. <laughs> yeah. I, like I said, I, I just think that like, if someone was to review the videos and go back through it, um, you're not going to look at any lift that you passed and say, man, what was my thinking on that one? You know, it's like, I think that, uh, it was very consistent judging and uh, I don't know, like I said, I, you know, it's easy for people to complain about lockouts, but I don't think they can with your venue because I think you did everything to standard and I think it was good. So um, just worth mentioning. And, um, and you had the trophies. Now the only issue I had with the trophies is that mine said third place on it. <laughs> so um, I gotta, Hey, I gotta that, get going now. I gotta go pick my daughter from school. Okay, Jason. Yeah, yeah. Head out loud. All right, man. Well, thanks for at least taking the time real quick. And like I said, we're we're pretty much at the end anyway. So we'll right, uh, we'll wrap it up not too shortly after this. But uh yeah, we'll thank the mighty Jason. I'm moving in the middle here. Take time. <laughs> but uh but yeah, Mike, that, that was just kind of my joke, man. Um yeah, I thought the trophies were cool, provided shirts, everything else, you know, for the competitors. And uh I think overall just a well ran comp. Like I said, I'm I'm bitching, complaining, saying, oh, you know, my trophy says third place on it. Well, that's on me, so I got to fix that. That's just me messing around. Um, Mine but, uh, always says second. So. You got to, like, get Jason injured or something. or pick, My like, trophy always, always says second in my place. <laughs> you got to find out. You got to find out a way to, like, in your training sessions leading into a competition, maybe just, like, overwork Jason a little bit. Get him injured. Do something, man. I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh but yeah, um, do you have any like kind of uh, I guess closing thoughts when it comes to uh, comes to the event? I mean, I kind of mentioned the judging, the aspect, bringing in new people, female athletes. We, we've covered a lot with just the recap, but uh, do you have anything that maybe stood out to you or any closing statements you'd like to bring up? Um, well, you know? I'd like to give a shout out to uh, to my wife Sarah. She she does all the scoring for it. Um, mm -hmm. She writes everything down. Um, kind of yells at me, keeps me in line on stuff. I don't think she yelled at me any. Saturday. Not too much, but I, but I will I will second that that there was plenty of times where we would be standing around and not have a clue what was on the bar, and that was our go to. How much is this? How much is this? And every time, yeah, she does a pretty like, good she, I mean, she was she was on top of it, knew exactly you know what each jump was and and everything like that. So yeah, a lot of a lot of credit to Sarah for that because you know we're trying to pick our next attempts and jumps and stuff like that, and we're you know, running around doing whatever. You don't want to misload plates. You don't want to have anything like that happen. So she was very on the ball with the scorekeeping and ensuring that every jump was calculated properly and uh, making sure that all that ran smooth. So. Yeah. Next yeah. year, uh, next year, we're hoping to uh, have our house built and then I can have air conditioning in the gym. And then, then what I'd like to do is run uh, two platforms at one time, have the lighter weights that mm -hmm. kind of keep it moving a little bit more. So it's, not quite a marathon session like we had on Saturday. Yeah, I've I've done uh like uh, I've I've done I've done the first two super series. I did I didn't compete really fully this year um because I I missed stage one, um, but in the past, uh, Chad Clark ran things that way in Virginia. Chad's not too far, mm -hmm. so uh, Chad Clark would do that where he kind of split it by like 
beginners on one platform and then like the more advanced guys you know you just have less plate changing and plate loading going on and uh that format that, that format worked out really well and and but also in virginia there they just had so many people it's like you had to split it into two platforms um but uh but no i, I think that'll be a good idea and uh something to look forward to um as we as we move forward with that competition or as you move forward with it it's not like it's my I say we as we move forward. I plan on competing again and, you know, coming back up and making the trips and everything because I'm originally from Ohio. So coming back home and lifting is fun for me. But, uh, but yeah, it's like, I'm not, I'm not in charge of anything at the competition. I'm just a regular old lifter. So, um, but yeah, man, Mike, if you, uh, if you got any other closing thoughts, let me know. If not, we can go ahead and sign off on this. Like I said, I tried to keep it a little short, but I can ramble sometimes and, just kind of breaking down different stats. We had, you know, five different lifts to kind of cover. Um, and it is the first recap. So like anything else over time, it'll probably be a little more concise and improve, but whatever. Um, yeah, I will any, say, anything uh, to add? uh, being in the strange part of Ohio that I'm in, a lot of the lifters that I've gotten over the years, they've been, I mean, it's Jason, Melissa, Sarah, and I, but then, uh, we'll get lifters from, say Morgantown, you're obviously the farthest away that's come to a competition. Um, I think I've had someone from Indiana before. Um, so people are coming around to it. I just don't think it hasn't taken off around this area and I'm trying to trying to work on that. Yeah, no, I, I think you, you guys, I mean, kind of, you know, both, both couples being right there and having a kind of an extensive background in training and stuff. That's, that's a good way to start it up. And, and, to kind of uh, add to your point there, um, we had two lifters come in from Pittsburgh, correct? Yeah. So Robin, uh, Mike, yeah. Yeah. So, so just to kind of uh, to add to that, um, we mentioned Saffle Performance, we mentioned the gym, we mentioned EOGC. We didn't necessarily um, tackle where it was on the map. Now that's in Bethesda, Ohio. So for anybody that's not familiar, that is like the title says over on the east, um, but that opens the door for some of those people that are right there, you know, maybe in Pittsburgh or some of these other States that are kind of surrounding those borders to, to come over. So just because you see Ohio, don't think that because you're, you know, in a different state somewhere that maybe it's not within a decent driving distance of you. Um, so yeah, I thought that was worth mentioning that, you know, the location of where you're at in Ohio, there's some bigger cities around and within that driving distance. So you might be pulling from some of those other cities more than you do even like the small hometown or wherever else that's close by, you know, maybe, maybe there's four or five guys that the the Pittsburgh crew can bring in and maybe, you know, bump some numbers up or whatever the case may be, but at least want to put it out there where you guys were. I think Pittsburgh were about an hour, hour and a half, hour and 45 from Pittsburgh, about two hours from Columbus. Um, I want to say around two hours to Morgantown. Okay. So we're kind of, and then West Virginia is 20 minutes away, I think. Okay. So, yeah. So if anybody is located, um, I'm just gonna throw this out there. If anybody's located in those surrounding States or any of those bigger cities or areas, um, or if you're just in Ohio in general, look to, uh, reach out to Mike or reach out to Jason and, if this is something that you might be interested in doing, or maybe you want to host your own stuff and you need advice from guys that know how to host, or you want to compete at their stuff to get a feel for it. Um, 
reach out to the experienced guys like Mike and Jason. And if you're remotely in that area, you can get the hands-on experience and compete and kind of build things up. But yeah, if you're in that area, um, for sure, try to, uh, try to get in contact with these people. Um, don't get me wrong. We all like setting PRs and training in our garage or our home gym or wherever facilities we train at, but it's still nice to get around more experienced people. You're always going to learn a little bit more in person. You're always going to get pushed a little bit more in person. So I would just urge anybody that finds themselves in those areas that Mike named. Um, if it's piquing your interest a little bit, uh, get up with these guys and go to their competition or, you know, get up with them one time and you know, hit up a training session and just kind of see if you like it and see, uh, you know, see where it goes basically. Um, but yeah, Mike, um, I've enjoyed doing a recap. I said this first one I've really jumped off with. So um, there will be more. And for anybody that's wondering, I'm not only going to recap competitions I go to. It is totally possible for me to take event results from places that I wasn't at and look at a spreadsheet or break them down. Or like maybe it's a super series. Maybe it's the Arnold or, you know, maybe, maybe I'm not there for something. I will still recap big events or recap events that people host. Um, that would be more of the host kind of reaching out to me or us discussing it. But for starting off with the first recap, it makes it easier doing it for a competition that I was hands-on at and got to witness with my own eyes. So have no fear if you're like out on the West Coast, it doesn't mean I'm not going to cover your competition. Or if you're in the middle in like Kansas somewhere, it doesn't mean that I'm not going to cover the competition if you're not on the East. It's just that for starters, and this being like the debut of recaps, just wanted to keep it easy, keep it a competition that I was at, that I witnessed everything at, and it just makes it easier to cover. So um, all kinds of recaps and stuff. Once these competitions start coming up, we got a busier schedule um, about to come up. Stage two just wrapped up. Um, I got to do this heavy hand stuff in Virginia coming up September 9th. There's like king kong the olympia so the rest of the year is going to have some opportunities for some recaps coming up um and i might not be able to attend all of those but i'll still be able to cover them for everybody um i just might need some help on the spreadsheets and everything else but enough about that so mike uh really thank you for your time thank you for you. thank you for uh like i said the the shirts the trophies um just putting together a good event the consistent judging and uh creating a welcoming environment for new lifters and kind of opening that door to build, build grip sport and arm lifting in general, but especially like within your area, kind of extending that out and stuff. So I, I think it's really cool. And uh, I won't take up any more of your time, man. Um, so I'll go ahead and I'll sign off with that. And uh, like I said, look forward to competing in the future with you again sometime. Um, but yeah, for now, I'll just stay in touch with you on some training stuff and just count on me being at future EOGCs. So awesome. solid, solid competition. And for everybody else, just keep staying tuned. The interviews and recaps are going to keep rolling out and just going to try to keep momentum building um, for the sport. A lot of this is just to put info out there to people that don't know about this stuff. It's building the sport, trying to push the sport in the right direction and get eyes on the sport. So um, Mike is one of those guys doing that. And I'm glad he's doing that up there in Ohio. And I'm going to be trying to do the same thing in my area. So I don't, I don't view this as my show. I guess technically it is. I kind of view it as our show, like the grip community as a whole. So I kind of view it as everybody's show. So part of this is just giving guys like you and everybody else a platform so we can 
push this stuff out here and let people know that this is a legit sport. It's easy to get into. And I think if more people knew that and the more people that get exposed to it, the bigger it'll be. And uh, yeah. So thanks again, Mike. Thank you. Yep. I'll see you, man.